reaching Israel and the world. Shalom Aleichem, beloved ones. Peace to you. We are so blessed to have the love of God poured out in our life. You know, honey, here's the difference between someone that is in relationship with Hashem, someone that's in relationship with God, and someone that thinks they're spiritual, but they've completely missed it. Someone that's in relationship with God, when they go into the beautiful forest, for example, like we just experienced in Colorado, and they see the mountains and the massive trees and the glory and the beauty of creation, when they see that, what they do is they look up and give praise and thanks to God, they worship Him. Somebody that thinks they're spiritual, what they do is they just go into the forest and they worship the nature. But God is calling us to respond to Him. Yes. If we don't acknowledge Him in all our ways, in, in all these ways, it's such an offense to the Creator. The Creator has created all this beauty for us to enjoy, but not by ourselves. He's wanting us to enjoy nature, enjoy our world, all the good things He's given us in thankfulness and, and rejoicing to Him, bringing Him into the picture and not keeping Him out of the picture. And once we experience that, we will experience the depths and the riches of beauty as never before. You know, we need two different aspects that are operating in our lives in order for us to walk in stability. Number one, we need to be girded by the energy of God, by the life of God that comes to us through our mind, the logical part of God. But then, just as importantly, we need the emotional and the feeling part of God. And combining the thought process, working in logic, and the intuitive part of our heart operating in the realm of feeling, the blend of those two aspects together help us to walk in fullness. In some points, we see that even from the beginning, God created man in his own image, male and female, both equally God, but different parts of his nature. We have on the one aspect, we have the parts of God that are strictly logical in nature. Then on the other hand, we have the part of God that's emotional in nature. Both are real, both are different, and both need to work together. The reason I speak that right now, beloved children of God, is we're going into a book of the Bible called the Song of Songs, and what we find in the Song of Songs is the emotional part of God. In some sections of Scripture, for example, the book of Proverbs, we find the mind of God, we find the logic of God. In the book we're looking at today, we find the heart, the intuitive, and the relational, emotional part of God. And so this is one of my favorite books in the Bible. I really want to encourage you, go get the entire teaching online. But listen, as I continue now, I'm in chapter number one, verse four. The grass withers and the flowers fade but the word of the Lord abides forever. Father, right now I bless your children. I pray that you would impart to them that which you desire in Yeshua's name, amen. The Shulamite bride, who's a shadow of the church, an example of how you and I should be to know God, she says to the Lord, draw me after you and let us run together. 
her twofold purpose in life, to know Jesus, draw me to yourself, and to partner with him in his mission in life, she said, let us run together. I taught on that extensively last week. We're going to continue on now, and we're going to read this verse as he continues on in verse number four. The king has brought me into his chambers. So I'm going to take a second, and I just want to give a quick recap as to where we are to be able to put this section that we're focusing on, the king has brought me into his chambers, into context. The Song of Songs is about how to have a relationship with God. In the Song of Songs, we trace the journey of the Shulamite bride who began with a hunger for God, which was followed by an initial experience and then as we continue through the chapters in the Song of Songs, we find out what happens in her life in order to bring her to a place of maturity so she could walk in the power of God and in His fullness and know Him all the time. So it started out with an initial experience that I'm calling the chamber experience. She had a heart for the Lord. Why did she have a heart for God? Because God was working in her life. That's why she said, draw me after you. This is why Jesus said, you did not choose me but I chose you. She found herself longing after God, panning after God, and yet she realized in order for her to come, she needed Him to supernaturally draw her. And so she said in verse 4, draw me to yourself, draw me after you. It was because of His working in her life that she had the impulse to want to come. She recognized the tension there. On the one hand, she recognized it was up to her to choose to come. She said, I want to partner with you in life. I want to be with you. I want to do what you do. I want to be like you, she realized that she had a choice, that she desired him more than anything. She had a burning passion that came out of her own will, but she also realized that behind the scenes she needed God, she needed Hashem to draw her. And so she said, draw me after you and let us partner together. And after she calls out to the Lord, pants to him, something happens. The Lord grants her her request and he comes to her and she has an experience that's so secret, so private, that there's no words that can fully describe it. And we read about it in the second part of verse number four. Let's read the Word of God together. Draw me after you, and let us run together. And then the Lord answers, and look what she says. The king has brought me into his chambers. Again, I like to call this a chamber experience. Many of you have had a situation like this. You've had an encounter like this at some point in your life. There was a point in your life that the Spirit of God came to you and you so knew that you were being surrounded by God's love. I mean, there was an episode in your life where you were supernaturally touched. Some of us can recall during our early days of salvation, it seemed like God was all around us. Some of us remember when we first came to know the Lord, it seemed like there were so many miracles going on in our life. We felt so close to God. We felt so connected. That's what happened to her. She's just beginning her journey. God had awakened her. He brought her to himself, and then he brought her into his chamber. Have you ever had an experience like that? I just want to bless you right now. Father, these that are watching right now, thank you for those, Father God, that you've ministered to in such a way. You've made yourself known. You've touched them. They knew that it was you. And now, Father, I want to pray for those that may be watching me right now. And there's never been a time in their life where they knew that you touched them. Father, I ask you right now for these that are watching, 
They're crying in their heart. They're desperate, Father God, to have a touch from you. They want to know that you love them. Father, they want to feel you. They want something to happen in their life that they know that they know. God, that you're alive, that you're real, that you love them. Father, I ask you to bring these that are reaching out to you right now and have never had an experience like this before into a chamber experience. Father God, like the bride here in the Song of Songs that said the King has brought me into his chambers. Father, I ask you to bring us into your chambers. Kiss us with the kisses of your mouth as the Shulamite bride cried for, Father God, and help us to know that you're real. Help us to touch your love. Help us to know you in substance. Father, give us an experience that no one could ever take away from us, that, Father, we could never deny. We love you, Father God, and we call out to you like the Shulamite bride. Father, draw us to yourself. Let us partner with you in life. And Father, we're asking you now to bring us into your chamber. In Yeshua's name, amen and amen. And so I want to continue and I want to touch on this point now. The king has brought me into his chambers. Remember, this book, The Song of Songs, is a journey into divine love. And it traces our life as we go from being an infant or a babe in Messiah to the time that we become mature in Messiah. And our lives began as babes when somehow God kissed us. We knew he was real. He became alive to us. It seemed like all our prayers were being answered. It seemed like there was miracles going on in our life. We were emotionally touched. And then sometime after that, it seemed like we were no longer experiencing a feeling of his closeness the way we did when we first got saved. And you're going to see that's what happens here in a little bit in the life of the Chulamite bride. In other words, again, church, this is a journey. We have an experience. We're brought into it. Everything's brand new. We feel so alive. And yet sometime in the future, as we continue on with the Lord, we go into a phase that sometimes is described as a time of dryness. We don't have that same feeling of being alive. We don't have that same sense of closeness that we feel as we did when we first came to salvation. I'm going to show you how that's normal, how it's natural, how it happened in the Shulamite bride's life, and I'm going to show you what to do about it and why it's happening. But before we get to that part, let's just continue on in the text. The king has brought me into his chambers. God touched her. I mean, it was an intimate kiss of the Lord's love. She knew she was feeling the love of God. I mean, she knew she was loved. She had something in her heart that was so precious to her. I mean, it was so sacred. The king has brought me in to his chambers, a private, sacred experience where she experienced the love of Hashem, the love of God. And what was her response to that? We will rejoice in you and be glad. I just want to point out here that sometimes we have to remind ourselves to be thankful for what God's done to us, for us. Her response is, we will rejoice in you and be glad. Again, she's a shadow of you and I, and the Lord is trying to teach us how to respond to his love. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I release healing to your limbs, healing to your bones. Cancer be gone. Diabetes be gone. Liver disease. One of the things that we do when we preach the gospel is we also 
demonstrate the power of it. You see, Jesus said, if you don't believe because of the words that I speak, believe because of the works that I do. Jesus said, these signs shall follow those that believe. They'll lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. They'll set the captives free. They'll speak with tongues that they had never learned before. Let me see you jump. When did the swelling go down? Today. 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 So you wore glasses for six years. Now I am healed. This man came here blind. But after prayer tonight, that eye popped open. Wow. Look at the right eye. Wow. Rabbi, this woman has been blind, and that's the song. Wow. He said, even this evening, she gave, he gave her food, but she was putting she her hands see on the ground. She was not seeing Wow. What you say? He said that before she couldn't see anything like that. Is the teaching of Rabbi Schneider a blessing in your life? If you said yes, consider becoming one of Rabbi's monthly partners and help send him around the world spreading salvation, healing, and deliverance through on-the-ground outreaches and our worldwide television ministry. Visit rabbipartners.com or call 800-777-7835. To thank you, Rabbi would like to send you three very special partner-only DVDs, an intimate view of Rabbi's life and journey, the amazing life story of Cynthia Schneider, and a behind-the-scenes look as Rabbi travels around the world. Begin your monthly partnership today and be a part of what God is doing through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Let me ask you, how many times has the Lord done a miracle in your life or my life? He's answered a prayer that we prayed for for a long time. He did a miracle or he answered a prayer and we receive it. And you know what? We don't even stop to praise him for it. We don't even stop to thank him for it. Remember when Jesus healed 10 lepers, how many of the 10 lepers that he healed came back and returned to give him thanks? Only one. Jesus said, where are the other nine? Weren't they healed also? I don't think that parable, beloved one, was something that was unique to those 10 lepers. I think Yeshua is showing us that's the nature of humanity. It's a picture of the world today. And so the Shulamite bride, when God answered her prayer and came and visited her and brought her into a beautiful, intimate experience of his love, she responded by saying, I'm going to rejoice in what you've done for me. I'm going to be grateful for what you've done for me. I'm going to be thankful for what you've done for me. And I'm going to be glad for what you've done for me. And the wake up call church to you and I is, let's be thankful, let's be glad, let's give him thanks, let's rejoice for what he's done for us over and over and over and over again. The Lord spoke to me not long ago and I heard the audible voice of the Spirit and he said to me this, he said, rejoice continuously and you will overcome every obstacle. Rejoice continuously and you will overcome every obstacle. You see, we're against, church, you and I, face such spiritual opposition in this world. There is such a force of darkness against us. It's not something that's visible all the time. Oftentimes it's just in the supernatural unseen realm. There is such a force of darkness pressing against us, such a force of oppression, such a force of gloom and doom that's in this world, that you and I 
can sometimes be overwhelmed by that source of oppression and frustration coming from the realm of darkness, that we stop being grateful and we stop rejoicing. The enemy sometimes beats down so hard on us that we don't stop and look around at all the good things that are happening in our life. I recently heard the testimony, a true story of a famous star. They were getting like, you know, 50 million views on their YouTubes that they were putting out, selling out their albums, you know, millions and millions all over the world. Everyone thought they were fantastic. And yet they said they focused on the two people that wrote about them and criticized them in the newspaper. Here they have millions and millions of fans adoring what they're doing. And yet instead of being able to rejoice in all the joy that they were bringing to the millions of people around the globe, Instead, they found themselves focusing on the two critics that wrote something bad about them in the newspaper. The point is, beloved, is that you and I can be the same way. God can be doing all these things in our life, just like the Shulamite bride had this amazing experience with God, experiencing His love, touched by His love, feeling it. And she rejoiced in that. But sometimes you and I, God's doing all these things in our life, you know, he's blessing us, he's answered a prayer, you know, we've got our family, we've got our health, you know, whatever good things God's doing. I know that some of you are struggling at home and some of you are dealing with health problems, but I'm making the point that there's all these good things that God has done for us. We woke up this morning, we have breath, we can think, we don't deserve to be alive, right? I mean, every breath we take is a gift from God. We don't deserve to be here. All these good things that God has done, the food that we eat, we can taste it and get pleasure from it. Friends, neighbors, and yet instead of focusing all at, on all the good things that are happening in our life, what happens sometimes? We focus on the negative things and we lead a lifestyle of being frustrated or angry or feeling oppressed or living in fear rather than living a lifestyle of being grateful, of being thankful and of extolling His love. And the reason sometimes we make this mistake is because we're up against such powerful darkness. Paul told us in the book of Ephesians, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and forces of spiritual wickedness. It's not in what we see. So I want you to understand, you're in a fight. The devil does not want you to rejoice. The powers of darkness do not want you to be grateful. The powers of darkness do not want you to be thankful. But you and I have to be reminded that our response to God is to be thankful and to rejoice every day. Listen to what she said. We will rejoice in you and be glad. I want to encourage you to have a spirit of humility so you can thank God for the little things that He's doing in your life and not focus on the negatives. You see, the truth is, uh, illustrated by this example. I asked a man, how, how are you doing today? And this particular man, he was struggling. He had a health challenge in his life. He was very limited financially. But whenever I asked him, how are you doing? He always said the same thing, better than I deserve. And that's true for you and I. We don't even deserve to be alive. And so we should be thankful for everything that the Lord is doing for us. And when you and I 
walk like the Shulamite bride was walking in. We will rejoice in you and be glad. When we lead a lifestyle of rejoicing, just like the scriptures tell us, rejoice continuously. Scripture says rejoice. I say again, rejoice. When you and I focus on the positives, thank God for the good things, rejoice, we're going to have a spirit of gladness, a spirit of life, a spirit of laughter, a spirit of light. Beloved, it's going to carry us into the spirit. The Spirit of the Lord, the strength of God, comes from His joy. So let's choose joy. Again, we're learning how to walk in the Lord. The Shulamite's bride's journey teaches us how to walk in God. Her journey is a journey into divine love. Let's continue on. She's brought into the king's chamber. She has this encounter. She rejoices. She's thankful. She doesn't take it for granted. She doesn't let it roll off her back like water off a duck's back. She seizes it. She said, thank you, Father, for doing this for me. I'm going to rejoice in it. I'm not going to forget it. I'm going to remember it, and I'm going to be glad. And Father, I worship you and I praise you. She says, we will extol your love more than wine. She made it a, a, a focus and a purpose. She gave it kavanah. She gave it focus to praise him. She said, I will extol your love more than wine. I want you to know, People that are praising Jesus, they're doing it because they're choosing to do it. They're doing it, beloved, because they're choosing to do it. Think about Job. Though he slay me, Job said, yet will I trust him. He decided he was going to praise God. He was going to be faithful to his creator. He was going to be faithful to God, his father. He was going to lead a life of exalting Jesus. He was going to lead a life putting Jesus on the throne. He was going to live in a way, you're beautiful to me, God. I love you, God. I trust you, Father. I might not understand what you're doing, but I trust your heart. Father, I praise you. I declare that Yeshua is at your right hand, that he is beautiful to me. I worship you, Father, and I will extol your love, and I'll glorify your son more than anything else in this world. Amen and amen. And beloved, that, that spirit of power and that spirit of praise needs to be in our life. If we walk in praise, we have power. You know, the children of Israel, before they went into war, you know what they did? They praised. They lifted up the name of the Lord. They blew the trumpets. They called upon His name. They worshipped Him and they praised Him and they moved forward in glory. And that's what those Shulamite bride is doing here as she's journeying into divine love. She's being thankful. She's being grateful. And she's praising Him. We will extol your love more than wine. I hope that the things that I'm sharing with you are not just words that roll off your back like water off a duck's back. Beloved, we have to make a decision to do these things. Make a decision when you wake up in the morning to realize that your life is a gift to you. You don't deserve anything. I don't deserve anything. Everything we have is a gift from God. What did we do to deserve to be created? We didn't do anything. Our life is a gift. And we should respond by thanking God. We should wake up in the morning, Father God, I praise you and I worship you. Even when you're struggling, you can be honest with God. He knows your struggles. Tell him about your struggle. Struggle. If you feel bad, you can tell him you feel bad. But even underneath the spirit of oppression that you might be feeling, deep in your center, you can say, but Father God, I love you and I trust you and I thank you. This was the attitude of the Shulamite bride. Now next week what we're going to do is we're going to continue with the deep mystery here. I want you to join me and I want you to pray today before you go to sleep. And I want you to say, Father God, I pray that you will use this teaching from Rabbi Schneider in the Song of Songs to rewire my heart and my mind and to bring me into further alignment with your Son through the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for the Word today. 
I thank you for sowing into my life. And Father God, I will be forever grateful to you and I look forward to seeing you face to face. Beloved, whether you're from Africa, India, Israel, the United States, it doesn't matter. We're all on the same journey if we're following Father through Yeshua. And that is to be changed into His likeness, to experience personal transformation. In order for this to take place, a lot of work and effort is required on our part. We have to be obedient. And God brings us through certain tests in order to bring us to the next level. And one of the tests that all of us must pass is putting Him first with our finances. It's a test of faith, it's a test of trust, and it's a test of personal denial. Jesus said, unless we pick up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow Him, we can't be His disciple. I want to encourage you today, if you're not already, let's put Him first with our finances. And I would say this, if discovering the Jewish Jesus is being used by Father God to bless you, consider making a financial sacrifice to Him today through this ministry. Beloved, this is Rabbi Schneider saying I love you and God bless you and Shalom. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Give by credit card at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm on the Mount of Olives and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, speak these words over my people and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yavarech Vaishmarecha Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Yisa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem Shalom. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by His countenance. And Father God is going to continue, as beloved child, to give you His peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. 
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. you struggle with sin? Next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, find out the truth about how God sees you and how that will help you to overcome sin in your life.